0: When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. before we jump into today's episode i want to let you know that we have set the date for our first in-person retreat that's gonna happen the weekend of may 5th through the 7th 2023 and i couldn't be more thrilled to see this happening we found this beautiful retreat center it's located about an hour outside of new orleans picture a beautiful lake sprawling woodlands hiking trails It's so peaceful and serene. We have some amazing things planned. We have exercises and group activities to help you reflect and reconnect with your true self. I think it's so vitally important to give ourselves the gift of time and space to heal after we lose our loved ones. And this is the perfect place to do that with this group. It's going to be three days of de-stressing, decompressing, connecting with others, and finding this next version of you. I can't wait. You can register and get more information at www.widow180.com forward slash retreat. That's www.widow180.com forward slash retreat. Now let's get to today's episode. Hello and welcome back. One very common piece of advice we get as widows is the one that goes, don't make any big changes in the first year. But, as we know, this is a very broad and general, quote, rule of widowhood. And it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. This is individual to each person. You have to take a look at your own situation and weigh the pros and cons to see if it makes sense for you. Even if other people try to advise you one way or another. This is something that I talked to with my last podcast guest, Emily Thoreau Threat. That was just last week on episode 167, if you want to go back and give that a listen. When her first husband, Jacques, passed away, they were living in a big house with a pool and a lot of things that Emily had to take care of on her own. Well, here's what Emily had to say. I sold your house in that first year. it, Mm -hmm. It was within that first year. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was in the first six months, which they okay. tell you not to do. I was about under to those say. Circumstances. She, she said, I know they say you're supposed to wait a year, but I know you and I know the circumstances and I want to help you and I can't help you find a house if I'm not here. Yeah. So, and I was glad we did. It was the right time for me to do it. And yeah. the house was a lot closer to the university, so it, it made it easy. I, I was able to go back to work and that that worked really well. glad that we brought this up because that is one of those big things that they tell you about not making the changes in the first year and i can't say that i always agree with that (laughs) yeah i I think it depends on the situation you know the things that people say are general things but you have to consider you you know Mm -hmm. wherever you are in your life and your circumstances and that was what was best for me in my life and my circumstances. And I'm glad I did it. It was it was very appropriate. This is such a familiar story for a lot of our listeners. When you lose your partner and you then realize all of the responsibility that is now being placed on just you, taking care of the house and home maintenance is not easy. First, there are physical limitations alone, right? Like having to start the lawnmower. If it's one of those stupid pull cord ones, I can't ever get those things started. The other pull cord thing at our house was the pressure washer, which we would usually do that a couple of times a year at least. And it was pretty much impossible for me to start it on my own. I just couldn't do it. So physically, there are things you won't be able to do even if you wanted to do them. Then there's the time issue especially if you have little ones still at home. One of our weekend duties was to weed the front garden. And when I tell you it would take me a couple of hours, that was on a good day. But with Claire being so little, when Brent passed away, I couldn't just ditch her inside to watch TV, plop her in front of the TV for a couple of hours. She was only three and I was the only parent. I had to constantly keep an eye on her but then try to get things done around the house as well. And I just couldn't keep up with all of it. I couldn't do it. Back to Emily. She decided just after Jack died that she was going to sell her house and downsize. And she found a smaller home in a community that had yard work done for the neighborhood so she didn't have to have that extra burden. And that freed up her time to focus on rebuilding her life and going back to work and trying to figure out what her next step was. They say, quote, they say you should wait a year to make those big changes, but that doesn't always apply to everyone. They say that these are the rules that we should follow. But what about for those widows whose husbands died in the home? What if they don't feel comfortable in their home anymore? I get that. Is it the right thing to do to stay there, to stay anxious and uncomfortable in your own home just because they say? I mean, I don't think so. For those of you struggling with this right now, struggling with making a big decision like selling your home, I think it's okay to listen to your heart and follow what you're feeling. Follow what makes you feel comfortable and more at peace, more at ease, And regardless of the timing of everything, if it brings you more peace of mind and ease into your life, then do it and let it be the best decision you can make for yourself. This thought can serve you so well. Don't allow self-doubt and decisions to be run by other people's thoughts or rules or on what they think you should do. This is all about being aligned with what makes you happy it's giving yourself the freedom to make the best choices for you. It's giving you power to live your life the way that you want to and making choices that are right for you in the season that you're in. Another example of this is if you co-owned a business with your husband and now without them as a partner in life and in business, it just all feels different. Maybe your heart isn't in the business anymore without them there. Maybe you've lost that enthusiasm, that zest for the business, and you just want out, you want to sell the business and move on to other business opportunities or other career opportunities that come your way, things that feel in line with the next version of you and who you are becoming now without your husband. Part of your identity was running that business together, and now it doesn't feel right. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to how you feel. That's the most important part of your decision-making process, not what other people think you should do. There will always be other people who don't agree with your choices or try to influence you one way or another. They think they know what's best for you. And maybe they are trying to give you good advice, but they don't know how you feel. They don't know what it feels like to be in your shoes. So... Weigh out the pros and cons, think about your decision, hear them out, but always come back to your intuition and what feels right to you. Make your decision and be proud of that decision because that decision, that act of deciding took courage. Be proud of being so brave and be proud of trusting yourself and being true to yourself. Follow your own path and do things your way. Find what works best for you, just like Emily did with selling her house, and be proud of all of the things that you're accomplishing. Michael Burke said, good instincts usually tell you what to do long before your head has figured it out. I love that quote. Let them say what they want. You do what's best for you. I also wanted to let you know, because we did talk about home maintenance and the struggles that come along with that, this week in the Widow Squad, we have special guest Ryan Moats coming into the group to talk about what we need to do throughout the year to keep up with our homes. There are so many things, as you know. When to wrap the pipes, when to check the vents in the attic. I could go on and on and on. Ryan is joining us to give us a checklist of what we need to do and when we need to do it. Join us this Wednesday, March 15th. Go to WidowSquad.com. That's WidowSquad.com. And join the Widow 180 community on Facebook. We have lots of Widow Squad updates there. I also post the latest podcast episodes and lots of inspirational quotes and things in in the Facebook group. That's Widow 180 community. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next week, believe in the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, how to get your life back together after loss a 10-step checklist. Head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.